Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Brian Dilks. I'm joined by the one and only Justin Peach. Hello. We dedicate this podcast to championship football. We don't care about the Premier League. No way. Don't care about League One, League Two, National League, Serie A. We're all second tier. Any of that. All championship, mate. That's all we care about. Don't care about judo, boxing... Uh, just for mud wrestling, any of that? No, don't care. But anyway, so the plan for us over the next few weeks, but obviously there's not much football going on at the moment. So we're going to be looking at the transfers, the rumours, all the latest with managers, all that for now. Uh, we're going to review the promoted teams, the relegated teams, what their chances are going to be like this season. We'll have a league table prediction nearer the start of the season. And then we'll just go from there, really. We'll give you what we bloody well give you. Uh, Okay, so let's crack on straight away. Uh, The news yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago? Nigel Adkins. Over the weekend, yeah. um, He's gone, which caught me off guard. Yourself? Yeah, I think it caught everybody off guard, didn't it? A lot of the Hull fans were following the tweets on the, uh, the Hull announcement on the Twitter page. Were quite surprised. Yeah. I don't think there were any rumours of this No, happening, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and it's a bit of a weird one because even though Nigel Adkins, if you had to do a list, right, of the championship managers, if you had to name every single championship manager, I think Nigel Adkins is like the one that you forget about. It's always the do nice you know guy. I mean? It's always the nice guy. You yeah, forget. yeah. And weirdly, he actually did quite a good job last season, didn't he? It was a superb job, given the, the restrictions Hall had. And lack of incomings and a lot of outgoings of key players, he did a he did a cracking job and and brought some players right to the fore. So he got the best out of what he had. Yeah, and their squads not that good. If you take out <laughs> Bowen, if you take and out Grzyski. one particular player, yeah, it's yeah, not great. Bowen and Grzyski, you take those two out, and Hull are very average. The goalless. Yeah. So now. Where does this leave Hull? Well, yeah, it puts them in a, a peculiar position. Well, if you're given, if they can replace Adkins, that that might be easier than replacing someone like Jared Bowen. Krasinski is coming to, like, you wouldn't say he's coming to the end of his career, but he's he's in his thirties. But Bowen's Bowen's really the key guy there. If they lose Bowen, do you think they're prime candidates to go down next season? <sighs> I thought they'd be prime candidates to go down last season with Bowen, but mm. they, you know, they, they. I think they um, sort of outdid everybody's expectations. Where'd they finish? About, about it was mid-table, it was wasn't 13th, it? Thirteenth, yeah. yeah. So really, they actually did 
half a good job. And I mean, obviously, there aren't many names going around at the moment. One name I have seen is uh, Steve McLaren. A lot of ex-Derby managers linked to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary Rowett as well and um, Nigel Pearson. I think that would work for Rowett. Do you think? Because I, I don't... After the Stoke debacle, I can't really figure out where he's going to go. So Hall would work, really. It lends back to his Birmingham days, where you've got some good players and some experienced players. Lunatic owner. Yep, I know that is <laughs> a bit off the cuff. Um, and there's a lot of restrictions there, and that's where probably Gary, Gary Rowett does, does a lot better. If he's given money, then he, he might struggle, as he's shown at Stoke, mm. and a little bit at Derby. Steve McLaren did all right last season as well, didn't he, for a bit. <laughs> and then it all went a bit tits up. Uh, yeah, yeah another surprising sacking, but then again, it's second-tier football, championship yeah. football. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll obviously... When uh, we do our league table prediction, we'll uh, go over where we think Hull will finish. Obviously, they've still got a bit of business to go. And if yeah. uh, Bowen leaves, <laughs> that's going to have a massive impact on where we think they'll finish. Absolutely. But um, one manager who is staying is Marcello Bielsa. I think it's the news every Leeds fan wanted to hear over the uh, over the break. Is it the news you wanted to hear? It's good for the championship. <laughs> but is it the news you wanted to hear? I mean, as as a as a as a Derby fan, it's another top quality manager that's in there that is getting the very best out of. I wouldn't say a limited Leeds team, but a Leeds team that hasn't spent a great deal like other teams have and haven't got the depth of quality that other teams have in the league. But they still managed to finish third, albeit they should have been promoted. But he's getting the best out of them, and if they do spend a little bit more money and bring in the right players, then they're going to be a real force next season. I was a bit, when I saw Bielsa stand, I was like, crap. Because he's the only thing, I think, that made Leeds promotion contenders this season. So as you say, when you look at Leeds' team, it's all right. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's the X Factor. Yeah. And everyone always goes on, oh, Bielsa's team's run out of energy near the end of the season. Their favourites to go up next season already. And I think that's justified. Really Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the the only thing that probably let Leeds down, and it's a lot of it was probably said back in January, was the lack of incomings in January to, to bolster the squad. I think they brought in Izzy Brown. Um, I think he yeah, must have played a handful of times. He didn't play many games. So I think now for the Leeds for Leeds to go that one one extra step is to possibly bring in two or three maybe four more players and they've already been linked with with one very good championship player that had been proven in the past so that's, that's I think that's probably the, the difference in them yeah we'll, we'll talk about the transfers uh, later on but I completely forgot Izzy Brown was there <laughs> yeah well, exactly yeah he came on in the second leg didn't he in the uh, Plays a shot over the bar quite quite near the end of the game. You mean but... second leg of the playoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think also in terms of stats, Leeds were very good on the XG, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And Roof obviously scored quite a few goals last season, but when he wasn't there, they struggled, didn't they? Yeah, I think Bamford still hit double figures, but did he? Yeah, I think he hit about twelve goals, roughly. Oh, did he? I don't know. Um, but 
you're looking at other players as well. Jack Clark will be a big player next season for him. We saw it in glimpses last season. We say that though, but I know we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves because we said we're going to talk about transfers later. But they want to get Costa from Wolves, mm-hmm. and they're on about getting Jack Harrison again. So yeah. where does Clark fit in there? Well, that goes into the strength and depth argument, doesn't yeah, it? So if you've got two, three, four wide players who can come in and out of the team, um, then they're going to be a you know, well, a creative attacking force next season, as they were this uh, sorry last season. Yeah, I'll let them off then. Uh, one manager who is gone is Tony Pulis. He and Borough parted ways, and I think that was the right thing for all parties involved. For football in general. Um, one thing that really annoys me, Justin, is when a club know that they're not going to keep the manager and they don't have a replacement lined up. It really irritates me because, I mean... All the clubs who have lost managers, like Swansea, they didn't know Potter was going because yeah. that's because Brighton nicked him. Uh, West Brom had the playoffs still, yeah. even though I suppose they had the caretaker. But either way, well, they've had since April to bring in a manager. So yeah, but they've had they've kept Shan, haven't they? Is uh, the mm-hmm. caretaker? But surely Gibson, um, the chairman, thought that well, we're not going to keep Pulis. So we'll start looking around now. And they still haven't got anyone. And, I mean, Jonathan Woodgate has been uh, the bookies' favourite to be the job for ages. Mm. But you'd have thought, if he was going to get the job, he would have got it by now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a big job at Borough. Mm. Um, they've got a lot of players and perhaps they're in a similar position to some teams that have, like, like say, Norwich last season, who had to cut costs drastically and sell some of their star players in order to be a bit more sustainable um, perhaps who, who are their star players because well, they lack a bit don't they they're quite a experienced team mm-hmm. but there isn't anyone unless I'm blatantly forgetting someone there isn't anyone in that team who I look at and think oh I definitely want him at my club it's, it's, is that, it's, is that it's, unfair Potentially, it's hard to tell in a Tony Pulis team how how good some certain <laughs> players can be because of how <laughs> defensive and structured his teams are. So you're looking at someone like Asombolonga, who we all know way back in his Peterborough days was scoring goals for fun, even and at, at Forest. even even at Forest, yeah. yeah. And well, even this season, I think he, he must have hit over fourteen, fifteen and that's without goals, even really playing exactly, either. yeah, and. He's, He's not your ex- your stereotypical Tony Pulis striker, no, yeah, is he? <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I get what you mean. I mean they lost Traore, didn't they, mm-hmm. at the start of last season, and he was probably their biggest sellable asset. Well, they tried to get Balassian to replace him, and they never got him. I so, completely forgot about. Yeah, that, so perhaps. Yeah, that might have been what they lacked. Although he didn't, he didn't work out at Villa for him, did he? No. So, yeah. Um, as I say, Jonathan Woodgate is the odds-on favourite at the moment. Other names mentioned include Nigel Adkins. Well, we, we know he did a good job at Hull, so... But will he do a good... Is he, is he, if Middlesbrough want to go up, don't they? Their, their target next season will be promotion, won't it? Absolutely. Is Nigel Adkins the man to get you promoted? He overperformed in a Hull team and he's done it with Southampton before, so to rule him out would be 
I'm not sure personally. Yeah. I think he, I think he's a good manager to have at the lower half of the table, if you know what I mean. Perhaps. But to get promoted, I'm not sure about Atkins. Phil Neville is another name. <laughs> Doing a good job at, at the England women's side, but lack of coaching experience, especially in the championship, can sometimes bite a manager in the backside. Mm. Uh, Jukanovic is another name. I mean, he's just yeah, one of them. He's going to get linked with every single job going into the new Kerbishley. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd have thought Jukanovic will actually get a job soon. And then the other one's John Terry, who I think was being linked quite closely with the job not too long ago. Mm. But that seems to have dampened down a bit now. But if Woodgate were to get the job, obviously he's not got much experience. Would you see Burroughs contenders still? I guess it. I guess it depends because he's. he's depends got, on who they bring in. Yeah, he's yeah. obviously got coaching experience, Woodgate, which is a lot more than say, the likes of Frank Lampard. Yeah. Um, but Lampard was a coach at Chelsea, right? Only the kids. For, I yeah, I think he only re- retired two or three years ago, so he's not had a lot of coaching experience yeah. in that That's regard. Um, so I guess with Borough, it just depends who they get in. Woodgate could could work, but how do you know what his style of play will be? Whatever well, it would be similar to sort of Karanka, where it's a bit more, I say, a bit more attacking, but it's hard to be less attacking than a Pulis team. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's move on now to Swansea. They, as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, lost Potter mm-hmm. to Potter to <laughs> Brighton um, not too long ago, and I think me and you. We're both yes. on aboard the Swansea surprise package next season, absolutely, bus. Absolutely, because but, of Potter. Yeah. But now he's gone. Wheels, <laughs> so, wheels are off the bus. Yeah. Are you completely off that bus now? I guess it's it's hard to it's hard to say this early on in say the well before pre season, but again similar to Bielsa at Leeds, I think Potter was very much the X factor of that Swansea team. He he galvanised a team full of young players with mm. ageing, some ageing older players like Routledge. Um, and they, they had a very respectable finish. Yeah, they they did really well on the old XG as well, actually. Mm. And probably underperformed their XG, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, the man who's apparently replacing him is Steve Cooper who is yep. the England under-17s yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. So, that says to me, they want to focus on youth. Would you agree with that? I mean, if they're bringing in a under-17s coach, perhaps that would be the case, but you've got to sort of ask where the owner's ambition lies with Swansea, whether they see themselves getting back up into the Premier League as quickly as the likes of Borough and Leeds, or they want to focus on bringing younger players through and maybe playing the, the long game with it. Mm. It's weird to think Dana got relegated the season mm-hmm. for last. Yeah, yeah they were. So, really, they should be looking to go back up, but they've got quite a few problems, haven't they? I think. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't say they're restructuring off the pitch, but they're definitely stripping back in terms of their finances so the likes of obviously Bonnie's been released um, so fur, Leroy Fur yeah. yep and I think they've re- re-signing Routledge they released Routledge but they're re-signing yeah, it yeah. Which, which I think is a good decision 
Um, and obviously they've got the likes of Jordan Andre AU still on the books as well. Is so they have to sell those. Oh, God. The AUs. Yeah. I um, They obviously cost cutting at the moment, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But I mean, all their best players are young players, really, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and of course, one of them has gone, but we'll uh, get onto that a bit later. Absolutely. So. Uh, the one club who are also managerless, who we have also just mentioned, um, and seem to have been linked with every single manager under the sun, yeah. is West Brom. <laughs> um, I think we might actually be coming to a conclusion now, though, Fingers because <laughs> well, have you had enough of it? <laughs> well, you forget West Brom is still sort of managerless, don't you? Yeah. It's been that long since Darren Moore was sacked and obviously Jimmy Shan came in. It's still been quite a lot of time since... Since there's a bit of playoff semi-finals. So. Yeah. Um, then managers have been linked with it include Monk, Hewton, Bruno Labardia, Lee Bowyer. But it seems like the preference is Slavin Bilic, which, when I first heard the news, came out of absolutely nowhere. Well, he was... They said that they'd interviewed him and he was favourite, but the Lee Bowyer story came out the next day saying, oh, they want to look at Lee Bowyer as well. Yeah, but it's like... When you go for a job interview, isn't it? you get interviewed and then they say, oh, we're also speaking to other candidates. But it sounds like they interviewed Billich and he really impressed them. And then they've just said, oh, we'll just check on Lee Bowyer's availability as well. Mm. I don't think it's a case of, oh, we spoke to Billich, but actually we really want Bowyer. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the case with that one. But Slavon Billich would be... A good appointment, in my view. Absolutely. Yeah. I think things just fizzled out at West Ham for him. The whole club sort of went down a downward spiral in when they moved into the new stadium, and there was obviously a lot of issues then. But he's he's a, he is a he is a good manager, and obviously whenever he's done any punditry um, over the like, World Cups and international games he's always been quite insightful and quite interesting to, to listen to he used um, to be the Croatian manager as well yeah, didn't he yeah well he got them to the semi-finals in 2008 didn't he so. yeah 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 so really I, I'm quite surprised that he's dropping down to this level if anything I know he hasn't really been linked with too many clubs mm. in the Premier League because as I say he came out of the blue I completely forgot about him really. oh yeah but I think this is a step down for him and really if they did get Billich, and you look at some of the players that are at West Brom, then go up, won't they? Again, it, always, it depends who West Brom keep hold of. Mm. Obviously, Jay Rodriguez has always been linked. They lost Dwight Gale, obviously lost Harvey Barnes in January. and There are other loan players that are going back to the parent clubs as well. So it depends who West Brom could keep hold of and bring in. Because again, similar to Swansea and Borough, they're, they're reducing... Mm. Their expenditure, aren't they? Obviously, going to have to sell players as a result of that. So. Yeah, they've got some uh, big names at the club, haven't they? Mm. Um, and then finally, the one club who haven't lost their manager yet, but might, is Derby. Yep. Um, Lampard is being linked with Chelsea, which is quite interesting because when you think about it, this has all stemmed from Allegri leaving Juventus. Yeah. So then Sarri is gone... Or looks like he's going to Juve. Yeah. Then Lampard looks like he will go to Chelsea, and then Derby haven't really been linked with anyone yet. Because we haven't uh, Derby haven't obviously lost the manager, yeah. 
but uh, Lee Bowyer's been mentioned. But mm. before we talk about him, would Lampard leaving Derby be a massive blow in your opinion? To Derby, yeah, I guess. Obviously, being a fan, we're a bit closer to it. He's, he's, he's galvanised the club. He's got all the fans behind the club, and I think under Rowett, there's a lot of dissatisfaction with the style of play, and um, obviously the way it ended last season um, in the playoff semi-finals, where it just again it just fizzled out. Um, whereas Lampard this season took Derby to another level. I think with a bit more experience behind him. Well, obviously, the, the the year he's had, it's been a good year, but there's still a lot of improvement at Derby that needs to be done. I don't see. What What do you think needs to be improved? There needs to be a lot more creativity through the middle. Mm. Um, I think we had, I can't remember exactly where it was, but we were sort of mid table for touches in the box or lower lower mid table. Oh yeah, which is, in, ter- in terms of xG, Derby yeah. were terrible, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, the, we, the, the data analysts love to slate Derby last season, yeah. and rightly so. We we there were a lot of games where we should have won by more goals, or we should have uh, turned results over, and whatnot. So there's still a lot of improvement that needs to be done, and getting rid of a manager that is halfway through that sort of transition process would certainly make things harder. Mm. I mean, you say he made the style of play better, mm-hmm. um, but. It was Lampard's first season and they did get in the playoffs. But if Lampard were to stay, um, where would you put Derby as finishing next season? Obviously, we don't know the transfers completely yet, but would you say playoffs again or would they need to make a step up? They they certainly need to... Well, rightly so, they need to replace the lone players that contributed so much last season. Mm. Um, And that's not going to be... An easy thing to do. And if if Lampard went, do you think they would be able to replace those lone players? Because obviously they got Mount and Tamori from Chelsea, mm-hmm. and that's quite obviously because Lampard's yeah. there. Well, Steve McLaren had a had a good record of lone players. Mm. Obviously, bringing in George Thorne and the sort of form he had when he first came in. Obviously, there was Jordan Jordan Ive as well. And Jesse Lingard. And Jesse you know? and Jesse Lingard. So he, he has got a lot out of... Well, Derby have, in the past, got a lot out of the loan system going right back to Leon Osman. Mm. So I don't think replacing those players would be a particularly difficult thing to do. It's replacing their influence in the Derby team that would be the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bowyer then. Bowyer to um, Derby's been the only link, really, to the manager's job that yeah. I've seen so far. Yeah, so... Um, Obviously, Lampard's not gone yet, so we can't... Um, can't be linking managers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but would you think if Bowie were to go to Derby, that would be a good move? He's, he's done a great job at Charlton. Again, in really difficult circumstances, under their ownership. and um, I don't know whether it'd be, be easy to say a restricted budget, but certainly a difficult club to play for. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he's, he obviously lost Carlin Grant halfway through um, last season who was Charlton's best player and he got he very much got the best out of the players that were there obviously Lyle Taylor who was scoring goals for fun um, and Joe Arebe as well Arebe Arebe <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, when I heard this link I was a bit like mm. because I know Lee, I know Lee Bowie did a good job mm. um, but I was I wasn't exactly gripped by it 
But then when I thought about it, as you say, he lost Grant and they met some big teams yeah. in League One, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Portsmouth, Sunderland, who didn't go up and they've gone up instead of them. So when you put it like that, I suppose, yeah, he has done a good job. Mm-hmm. And it's only his second season, last season was, I think. Well, he, he came in, replaced Carl Robinson. He was obviously Carl Robinson's assistant. Carl Robinson went to Oxford. Yeah. Bowyer took over on an interim basis. I, 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 did you get him into the playoffs the season before? I think so. His, his record was still very good and they had a very strong finish to the end of the, uh, at the end of the season. Um, and then obviously going into next season, his record again was outstanding. And obviously, I think they, won, they finished third, didn't they? Mm. So... Certainly, he's, he's got the best out of what was a limited Charlton team that a lot of managers have come and gone. Yeah. Since and and also they've got Johnny Jackson as assistant manager, who is a very handsome man. It's never never an issue, is it? No, I'd quite happily spends all the game just staring at him. Really. Uh, let's move on to transfers <laughs> now. Very quickly. Um, and sticking with Derby, they've signed. Uh, Shinny from Aberdeen. Yep. Aberdeen. Um, I mean, it's always a bit weird for Scottish players because <laughs> you don't know how they're going to turn out. No. But when you look at the likes of uh, John McGinn mm-hmm. at Villa um, and Kenny McLean at Norwich, yeah. there are obviously some very talented players mm. in the SPL, but at the same time, the standard isn't what it was. No. So, how this goes, I have no idea. It's certainly a lottery of Scottish football, I'm sure, with every John McGinn you buy, you get a Connor Salmon, so... Yeah. Yeah, don't about Connor Salmon. Yeah, you flip a coin with, with them. Um, but he's he's been in the Scottish team recently. Um I think going back to the Kazakhstan game where they got panned 3-0, he started in that game. Did it? Which obviously bodes well for, for Derby. But I didn't know that. <laughs> it's it's hard to hard to see what his style of play is because obviously he used to be a full-back and he's moved into central midfield. Mm. Um, I, apparently he's box-to-box, which is pretty much what Derby need, really, isn't it? Yeah, but what they need a much younger midfielder in there. Yeah, yeah. How old is Shinny? I think 26, 27. 26, yeah. Coming into his prime, then, yeah, Absolutely. Um... Moving on, Norgard to Brentford. Yep. You ever seen Norgard play? Uh, never been to Italy, so no, unfortunately. Not. No, neither have I. Uh, so, <laughs> our analysis here is absolutely useless because I know nothing about him. He only played a handful of times for Fiorentina, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Um, last season, most off the bench. So, really, it's hard to tell. Brentford have a bit of a mixed record with signing yeah. unknown foreign players don't they so well, they, they 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 buy players and they, again sometimes it's a flip of a coin they either play extremely well and get bigger moves elsewhere or they sort of I wouldn't say fall into uncertainty but going back to the the days where um, I think it was a, that Dutch man in charge uh, Warburton left it was the season after and they signed Dutchman. yeah there's a Dutch man in charge what manager? I can't remember his name. Anyway. I don't know who you're talking but, about. But they, they signed a lot of players from overseas. I think Lasse Vibo was one of the players that came in. He yeah. turned out very well, but a lot of those players in that team... He was a weird player, Lasse Vibo, wasn't he? 
It's a lot, a lot of energy. Always scored against Derby as well. Do you mean Dijkhuizen? Is that what you meant? Yes. I completely forgot that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. They've got uh, it right but, since then. So. Yeah. When you think, when I think of the foreign players who have done well at Brentford, you, Yotters, mm-hmm. that kind of they, those kind of players, then they clearly are you know broadening their horizons when they're trying to sign certain yeah. players, which some clubs obviously in the Championship don't do. Uh, but at the same time, some of the players who have been at Brentford, I'm talking Emiliano. Marcondes hmm. and players <laughs> like that they sign a lot of foreign players and they don't all work so how this goes who knows who knows but they they get it right more often than not do they know I mean I mean more pay obviously a good player but there's just quite a few players in there who they've obviously signed and took a gamble on and they've been alright not set the world alight though they get the resale on certain players. I think Yosef Zun was a was a is a good example. He played relatively averagely in his first season. His second season, he played. You know, he did did a very good job. And mm. then he got got a move to Derby. Brentford have played a, very averagely again. Yeah, <laughs> played very averagely again. Dar- uh, sorry, Brentford have a very good knack of selling players at the right time in their careers. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Andre Gray and um, they've had some good players over the years, haven't they? Very good players. Well, they always, yeah. They you always talk about, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Chris Meppen. Chris Meppen, yeah. Um, I'm thinking, oh, uh, I was going to say Watkins. Um, obviously, Watkins, yeah. he's still there at the moment, but he needs a season really to, he needs to step up next season really, doesn't he? Because yeah, he had a, he had a lightning first season. Yeah, and um, then last season was just a bit quiet really, wasn't he? It's hard to say where it was quiet because he still, I think he still hit up to about 10 goals but I, I was expecting him to do more really because at, at the start of every season we always expect Brentford to do really well because their topics, XG yeah. is ridiculous for where they actually finish so we keep tipping them mm-hmm. and they don't pull it out of the bag and really you'd be looking at players like Watkins I know Morpay scored loads of goals but yeah. he, he ranked quiet for a bit as well didn't he mm-hmm. so really you need these players to step up and really yeah absolutely but they've got the likes of Said Ben Rama as well and yeah 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 fair <laughs> point uh, so let's move on to what is probably the biggest move in my opinion so far so far yeah in the transfer window which was uh, the swap deal involving mm-hmm. was it a swap deal yeah. Was it were there two transfers that just happened to coincide at the same time? <laughs> I've not seen anything about a fee, so I think it must yeah. be a swap deal. So Yotta has left Blues to go to Villa, mm-hmm. and then Gary Gardner has made his loan spell permanent, yep. going the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, Blues fans don't seem too bothered about Yotta going. It's a good move all around, isn't it, really? Because Yotta's one of the highest, well, I think he was the highest paid player at the club. Yeah, someone told me 35 grand. Which is scary for, a, I wouldn't say the club size of Birmingham. Who's, but Who's flirting with FFP. Yeah. Actually, no, has flirted with FFP. Yeah. They've been, turned them home. And been rejected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he doesn't really fit the style of play anyway, does he? Because no. he's not the hardest worker. Hmm. <laughs> so, and when you're in that Birmingham team, everyone is, you know, Pulling the weight when yeah, it comes exactly, to work. So, yeah. really, 
I don't think Blues are too bothered. But at the same time, they've got to replace him because he is probably their most technically gifted player. Yeah, I think I don't think he scored many last season, but he did contribute quite heavily with assists. So mm. that that is a big sort of difference in teams like Birmingham is those luxury players going back to teams like Derby with Vidra a couple of seasons back and obviously Hall with Jared Bowen Some, mm. sometimes these players make a difference although his contribution might have been quite low last season he used to say it wasn't going to be the same next season yeah um, and Gardner obviously making his mm-hmm. move permanent he's the more Birmingham City player that you think yeah, of because he works hard yep. um, like the tackle yeah so I mean, we will talk a bit about this in a sec when we talk about gossip. Um, but if they were to lose Yotta and Shea Adams mm. in the same window, would that be a very bad transfer window? I guess it depends how much money they can spend. Because obviously, as we said, FFP sort of screwed them over last summer yeah. with the uh, the transfer ban or the embargo. Mm. Obviously, it won't be the same this season, but they've got to really watch what they do. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 don't, I don't think, personally, I don't think Blues have a bad squad. Do you know what I mean? It lacks, again, lacks strength in depth with, yeah. with quality players. And obviously, when you take someone like Yotta out mm. of that first 11, who goes in instead of him, it's... Yeah, um, I have been speaking to a few Blues fans about that, and... Ian actually giving me a good answer yet <laughs> because they, well they've got Magoma on one wing haven't they and he's not great <laughs> and then I don't know who's going to come in for Yotto unless they, they're going to have to sign someone really aren't they they're going to have to replace replace him whether it's a loan or might have to be a loan yeah and not financial <laughs> which they might also have to do um, okay well this next transfer completely passed me by mm. um, because I know he got released by Wigan. We're talking Callum McManaman. Um, he was at Wigan, which I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know he was at Wigan. Obviously, he was at Wigan before once, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he went West Brom. West and, Brom, and then he's gone back. He went to Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah. Then he went to Wigan mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he played last season, but it can't have been much because no. I completely forgot he was there. Yeah. So he got released by Wigan and now he's gone Luton. Mm-hmm. Good move? Probably for him. He's back with Graham Jones, obviously, was his coach at Wigan yeah. back when they won yeah. the uh, the FA Cup. Good shout. Uh, so... For Luton, I mean, they obviously... I, I presume the target for them this season, really, is to go mid-table... Probably to avoid a relegation. They'll stay, they'll stay yeah. up, won't they? Avoid a relegation battle. They're, they're, they're one of them teams. They, I mean, they've done it before back in 2005 when they came up and finished in the top half under Mick Newell. Mike yeah. Newell, sorry. So they've done it before and they've got a lot of quality young players. Mm. Yeah. So I don't see any reason why they can't finish up there. And someone like Callum McManaman who has a point to prove. He's at a good age in terms of his... Uh, if well, you had to sum up McManaman's career so far, what would you sum it up in one word? One word. Crikey. Uh, I've got one. Underwhelming. <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, because he, he's been 
well, when he was younger, he was being tipped for... Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say big things, but he was seen as quite a prospect, wasn't so, he? There's a shining light in that Wigan team yeah. under Martinez, which I think they got relegated that season, but the display he put in the FA Cup final, he was won a match against Man yeah. City, so... Yeah. You know, he's, he's obviously got he's got the quality. He's had a few injury problems as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think this 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 move for him could could be quite good. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if this is a good move for. I think it's a good move for McManaman. I'm not sure for Luton personally, unless he's just literally there to add depth, which he might just be. Yeah, players players can come in and out. In, in terms of form, he's obviously been out of form for a while. If he's he's had what three or four different clubs, so settling in at Luton with Graham Jones, as I've said, would be more beneficial to him than being anywhere else. You know, I mean, he's not going to go anywhere with Roberto Martinez anytime soon. So, yeah, unless he goes Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, he's not. Martinez to Barcelona has not actually been confirmed yet. But anyway, we don't care about La Liga. Let's move on again to this time. Dave Martin mm-hmm. has left Millwall. Millwall. Leaves them in a bit of a precarious position. Yeah, because you said <laughs> you said to me they haven't got any goalkeepers now, and I thought you were just exaggerating. None that we know, but they actually haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they well, they'll obviously have a youth goalkeeper, mm. um, but. They released Jordan Archer yep. as well, didn't they? Yeah. So they haven't actually got a goalkeeper now. No. Millwall have got a very, very big summer ahead of them. They've Their squad, on Wikipedia, I'm looking at it right now, yep. you know how it's you know separated into like two halves? Yeah. Theirs is looking very thin. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I had to say an early shout for relegation, I think Wigan would be there. Not yeah. Wigan, Millwall, sorry. I think they would be there just because they only just... They were lucky that there were two very poor teams, really, in mm-hmm. Bolton yeah. and Ipswich. Yeah. And then Millwall were kind of in that um, area just above the relegation zone of crap teams, but not as crap as these really crap teams. <laughs> yeah. And I think... With the situation now, where their squad's looking very thin, they haven't got a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. They are looking prime candidates to go down at the moment. Right now, you'd say yeah, definitely, definitely bottom three. But mm. Millwall's a, a, a strange club in the sense that no one likes playing at the Den, so the home form is going to be big next season. And again, it just depends who they can bring in, who's going, to, who are going to replace the players. Who have left? Um, I think Neil Harris said quite quickly after the the season finished that they're getting rid of a lot of players. Mm-hmm. He wasn't happy with how the season finished, obviously, and he said that quite assertively that he was going to replace uh, replace a lot of players that are outgoing. So, depending yeah. on who they bring in, obviously lost lost Lee Gregory. He's joining. Well, he's not gone yet, has he? But if he goes, yeah. then, well, I will not fancy. You said uh, no one likes playing at the Den. Millwall might not like playing at the Absolutely. Den next season. Uh, okay, well, another big transfer that happens quite early on in the transfer window is uh, Liam Kelly leaving. Lloyd Kelly. Lloyd Kelly. Who's Liam Kelly? 
was in midfield. He was at Bristol City. Um, he's gone to Bournemouth, mm-hmm. Ante, um, yeah. which is a weird one because they paid 12, 13 million mm-hmm. from him, haven't they? Big thing. And he wasn't getting in the Bristol City team towards the end of last season, was he? So it's not like he's a young lad who's playing regularly in the championship. He was in and out of, admittedly, a good championship team. Mm. But it caught me off guard a bit. And I'm a bit surprised they've done it. Bournemouth have a history of signing young British players, going back to Jordan Ibe, obviously Callum Wilson, uh, way back when. So they've certainly got a good record. And Lloyd Kelly has shown this season that he is a a good defender not a lot of experience he's 2021 so he's at a good age Mm. he's got all the attributes to play Um, it reminds me a lot of Tyrone Mings and his size um, and his uh, sort of flexibility to play left back and centre back as well yeah Um, well he he was a centre he he was a left back mm. wasn't he and then I think Lee Johnson Mm -hmm. said he wants to start Moulding him into a centre back, mm-hmm. but I assume he's gone to Bournemouth to play as a left back. Uh, well, yeah, you'd, you know, you'd assume you'd, so. You'd assume you? so because he got the likes of Steve Cook, Nathan Ake, and um, Chris Meppham. Yeah, so and, and uh, Mings is going back as well, isn't it? I don't. I don't. I think Bournemouth said they might want to play him next season, so he's not going to play centre back. You'd have thought. And Charlie Daniels is mm. obviously getting on. Yeah. We're talking about Premier League here. But it doesn't make much sense, <laughs> this transfer. It's, it's probably a good deal for Bristol City. They've got a lot of money out of teams in the last sort of couple of seasons. Obviously selling Aidan Flint um, for seven or eight million last season. And obviously Bristol City, did they finish above Borough? Well, they finished not far behind him. So it was a, it was a, good, it was a good deal for them. Yeah. So it's a good deal for for. For Bristol, and I think they won't look, they won't look back on it. Yeah, well, they had um, Jade Silver in the end, didn't they? At um, mm-hmm. the end of last season, and he was playing really well. Yeah, uh, they'll be keen to get him back. Um, whether that happens or not, I don't know. Mm. Especially with Chelsea's transfer back. <laughs> um, one player who has left Bristol City is Mo Aza, who a lot of Championship fans might not even know. No, because he, well, he was a striker who they signed from Cheltenham, Monte. Yes, um, yeah, he's got a lot of goals in there. Yeah, and I think me and you were saying not too long ago, if Bristol City had a good striker, mm-hmm. they'd have probably got in the playoffs easily last season. Absolutely. And I presume Moeza was meant to be that striker. Mm. So does it surprise you that he just flopped, really? Well, they, paid, they paid a decent amount of money for him. I know we were not well, talking yeah, millions, so, but... Well, no. There's a seven-figure fee, I think. Darren McAnthony. I thought, I thought it was around a million. I thought. Anyway, that's not figures. the point. But it was, you know, Darren McAnthony, the Peterborough chairman, tweeted about it. He was quite happy with the deal and to get. I think Bristol made a profit on him. He, he didn't play many games last season, so it's a good deal again for Bristol. So yeah. they're being quite shrewd in their outgoings, and they could put that money toward bringing in another striker along with the thirteen million they've got for Lloyd Kelly. So it's, yeah, it's, it's getting a bit of a war chest. Absolutely, Actually, aren't they? It's, it's something that is very, very useful in the Championship. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there are most of the confirmed transfers pretty mm-hmm. much rounded up. And we'll, um, when the more deals go through, we'll obviously review them again. Yeah. 
when uh, we next do a podcast. Um, some of the big rumours then, I think the biggest one that everyone seems to be talking about is Daniel James yep. going to Man U, leaving Swansea. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's confirmed yet, is it? He's... You thought it was, but I don't... I'm, I... Don't think it is. Oh, everything's agreed, but he just needs to do his medical yeah. boys. But it's, it's, it's happening, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, sum up that transfer in one word. Risky? I would go with weird. <laughs> because he's probably one of Swansea's best players. Mm-hmm. If not the best. Um, but I'm not sure he's man new standard. It's hard to tell what my new standard is now, really. Fair point. They need to. Well, he's, need... he's a manual player, isn't he? Because he's quick. Everyone knows he's quick. Yeah. Everyone, you only have to go on Twitter to see loads of videos of him. Running. Just yeah, going lightning <laughs> quick. But he did okay in terms of xG. Mm. Got a few goals and assists. Yeah. But he's also twenty-one. If he was. An 18-year-old, 19-year-old. I'd probably understand it a bit more. But he's not. It's been his breakthrough season. And obviously when... I'm not saying 21's old, by the way. No. <laughs> Just want to make sure that's clear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been his breakthrough season. I think, again, it's probably a good time for Swansea to sell. When players have these sorts of seasons, a lot of clubs can come sniffing around him. Well, I, think, at... I think Swansea would have absolutely ripped their arm off. £18 million pounds for yeah. a player who's played one season of... Yeah. Senior football in the championship. That's, that's why I, I, this is a weird transfer to me. I'm not. I don't want to, you know, completely rule out that he'll be a set a successor at Man United. He, he's a good player, but he's. If this was Bournemouth making this transfer, or someone like Bournemouth, I'd understand it. Mm. But it's Manchester United. I mean, it, for someone who had a hell of a lot of talent in Wilfred Zaha, it didn't work out for him at Man United. Yeah. So yeah. it could go that way, or it could go the way someone like. Antonio Valencia was playing for a Wigan side who weren't spectacular, yeah. but it worked out quite well for 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 him. Yeah. So potentially it it will it will work out for for Daniel James. It's it's hard to tell in that Man United team and yeah what team turns up really. But in terms of Swansea, then um, does this leave them in a bit of a pickle? I mean, financially, no, because we were just talking well, about yeah. their financial situation. They probably needed to sell, which is why mm-hmm. they probably ripped Man yeah. United's arm off. But in terms of playing, are they in a bit of a pickle? I, I mentioned mean, before, they're keeping Rowledge now, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not overly sure who who they've got in there at the moment who can replace them. Obviously, they've got Burson Chalina, yeah. who's a talent. Mm. Just need a, he just needs a consistent season to, to get, it, get it out of him, pretty much. Mm. But... You know, hopefully they reinvest some of that money in 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 someone or a couple of players. I'm not sure they can. That's the thing. Isn't it? Uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, another transfer that looks like it's going to happen is Helder Costa mm-hmm. from Wolves to Leeds. We spoke about it just a bit before. Yeah, I think this would be a good move. You're not so sure. I uh, when um, when Helder Costa first came in, it was that season under. I think it was under Paul Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very, I think he hit double figures of goals, but he was still quite hit and miss. A lot of the players were. Mm. And the next season, he wasn't an automatic first choice like Diego Yotto was and, and whatnot. No doubt that he's a good player and he'll probably fit in very well in, in the Leeds team, attacking-wise. But so far, 
is he relied upon defensively? Yeah, it is, it's a hard working team that leads team. So whether he fits in or not and gets into the ethos, but Bielsa can turn it around as we've seen. So I just think he's a very technically gifted player. He mm-hmm. hasn't played much for Wolves recently, no. um, so I think he'd fit in. But they're also after Jack Harrison again, mm-hmm. which I'm a bit surprised about because I'm not sure he's that good. <laughs> he was yes, it was hit and miss last season, but. He was at Middlesbrough before, wasn't he? And yeah. was just anonymous. Mm-hmm. He, you completely forgot he was there. Then he went to Leeds and he brilliant assist in the playoff semi-final. Yeah, first leg against yeah. Derby. Um, but apart from that, he's not that good really, is he? Again, he probably, he probably just needs a, a run of games. A consistent run of games. For well, him he's, not as young, of... he's not as young as you think he is no, either. he's what, 22? I think he's older than that. I might be completely wrong. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, um, one of the big concerns for Blues, who we have also mentioned so far, is Shea Adams, mm-hmm. obviously going. Um, another player in the West Midlands who mm-hmm. might be leaving because uh, both Shea Adams and Jay Rodriguez have both been linked with Burnley. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Rodriguez was to go from West Brom, remember they haven't got Dwight Gale either, yeah. How <laughs> shocking does their situation look? We, we were saying they've got a very good squad, haven't they? Yeah. But they relied heavily last season upon loads. scoring goals, didn't yeah. they? And loads. And loads, yeah. um, but scoring goals, because they were a bit of a mess defensively, mm-hmm. and obviously Gale's gone, Rodriguez might be going, mm-hmm. and then where did they go from there? We're looking at... The, the two games against Villa, as soon as, oh sorry, as soon as Gale got sent off, it was quite late in the game, but they looked quite toothless in the second leg. Mm. Obviously, I think it was a long throw. Both, both, teams, both teams looked yeah, a bit yeah. toothless, really, didn't they? So without, without Jay Rodriguez, well, they, they won't have anybody. Well, they, they had to play Jonathan Leco mm-hmm. up front, and he's a winger. And he's untested as well. Yeah. He's a young lad. He's, as I say, a winger, and so... I, can't assume his finishing's up to the standards of yeah. Gale and Rodriguez, so they'll, they'll have to get someone in, won't they? You'd suspect they would, given that they've been linked with well, every as as we said earlier in the in the, the pod, a lot of managers, pretty much every manager in yeah. in sort of Europe, they've been yeah. linked with. They're gonna they have certain promises because you can't attract the likes of Bruno Labadia, Chris Hewton, yeah, and Slavin Bilic to the role if there's no room for spending yeah yeah um the other big well one team who looks like they're very busy at the moment is stoke mm-hmm. they um, are clearly planning ahead <laughs> yeah, already linked with a lot of the players uh nick powell lee gregory mm-hmm. and adam davis yeah um first of all i will quickly go through this because i'm wary of time uh nick powell that would be an interesting one he's i like nick powell a lot he's had a, a lot of injuries Especially when he's been in the championship, he was in and out of the Wigan team, with, obviously with injuries last season. But he still had a good record. I'm not sure he would be that good personally for Stoke. Um, I think he's very. He was obviously very good at League One level mm-hmm. the season before last. But I'm not completely sold on him. I, th- I think he can. I think I, I think he can do a job, especially in that Stoke team. 
I know it looks, especially last season, they went on that ridiculous run of games without scoring a goal. But now, obviously, Nathan Jones is quite new to the role, and you could see how they wanted to play towards the end of the season, especially yeah. the last few games. So I think he'll fit very well into what Nathan Jones wants. Mm. And, and it, sorry. So as I say, a team, a club the size of Stoke in the Championship with a player like Nick Powell, it's, yeah. it's a good signing, especially on a free. Yeah. Uh, Lee Gregory, we've already mentioned <laughs> what state that yeah. would leave Millwall in. But, I mean, they really struggled for goals last season, didn't mm-hmm. they, Stoke? I, they signed Benicophobic, which I expect, you completely yeah, forget about, don't you? I expect him to obliterate the league and he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he was just on the bench mm-hmm. for the latter yeah. half of the season. Uh, Lee Gregory, though, he's got quite a good record at this level. He's a very he? good championship player. Yeah. And I, I think going back to the Everton-Millwall game in the FA Cup, he was a handful for the, for the Everton defenders as well. So he's he's very, very good at this level. And he's a player that you'd love in any squad because he just hassles, hassles, hassles. He's good in the air. He's a good finisher. And he can score, can't he? That's what Stoke need, really. Exactly. Um, and But when it comes to Stoke, you say he's a good championship player, mm-hmm. but do they need more? Because I'm... I like Lee Gregory. I won't mind him at Derby. Yeah. But I'm not sure... Because I presume Stoke wants to go up. That'll be their target for next season, won't it? He's Lee Gregory, every championship season, he's hit double figures, so he can score goals in a in a Millwall team that is quite, well, sorry, I wouldn't say limited, but they have one style of play. They're very limited at the moment. <laughs> uh, Adam Davis, goalkeeper from Barnsley. Yeah. Um, we were talking before because you think Butland's going, but I've, I haven't really yeah. seen him linked with I've, too many teams. I think he was linked with Bournemouth. Early on, it seems a fairly good fit with their goalkeeping situation. So it would be likely that Butland's leaving this summer, especially with the England situation yeah, for him. Yeah. Um, and obviously they've got to replace Butland. And Adam Davis, I think, is a very good fit. He's a very good. He's been a very good goalkeeper for Barnsley over the few few seasons. He's at a very good age as well. It's one that plays out of the back um, in a very talented Barnsley team, and he's he's been called up to the Welsh side, Welsh squad a few times. Yeah, um, we'll have to see. What state does that leave Barnsley in? Because Barnsley at the moment are the favourites to go down. Um, which, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I, we'll have to save whether we actually think that's mm. going to be the case for when we do our league predictions. Yeah. Um, but they'll have to get someone else in, won't they? And that's going to be a big blow for them, isn't it, if they lose it? Barnsley, uh, I wouldn't say this as... I won't say they're similar to um, to Brentford, but they are again. They're one of those teams that are very data driven. I think they had mm-hmm. the, the 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 chap who orchestrated Moneyball in baseball. Moneyball, Billy Bean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're very data driven. So I don't have. I don't think they'll have an issue replacing um, replacing anybody that they sell. It, obviously, it depends if they're good enough for the championship. Yeah, and then just finally with uh, some of the rumours. This isn't actually a rumour. I saw <laughs> some Wigan fans on Twitter basically saying they want Valencia and Baines back at get the, the club get the, I love it get the band back together yeah <laughs> get Chris Kirkland in goal Paul Shana Denny Lanzard brilliant <laughs> it'll be beautiful please make this happen uh, and then yeah that pretty much wraps up all the main rumours really mm-hmm. it's silly season isn't it there's rumours all over the Definitely. place uh, so just to wrap up then uh, let's look at some of the releases there's a long list of some big names there's a lot of talent really big names mm-hmm. 
Uh, which ones are the ones which have caught your eye? Um, obviously, Mikel leaving Borough. Yeah, that surprised me. See, he, he only signed in January, didn't he? Yeah, but he's probably on a on a big wage, and it's probably right for both to to probably but part he's a ways. Good player at this level, isn't he? You'd have, you'd have expected it, but Borough's form after January was pretty poor. So who knows what yeah. impact he he had there? Um, it's a bit negative, isn't he? He's that kind of player who just sits. That's it. <laughs> he doesn't really do much else. It's sort of every team needs one of them. Obviously, yeah. he, played, he was in that Chelsea team, made what over two hundred, three hundred appearances for him. So he was very yeah. important to a fairly successful team. He's, I think, he's a very good player at this level. Hmm. Um, but he's a very Tony Pulis player, isn't he? And whoever comes in, if it is Woodgate, they would have clearly said, nah. Yeah, exactly. See you, mate. Uh, one that caught the eye for me was um, Wigan's list of releases mm. because it's mostly made up of players I didn't realise were still at Wigan. <laughs> so you've got McManaman, who we already mentioned, yep. uh, Darren Gibson, Jonas Olsen. Is it Jonas Olsen? Yeah. Yeah, the centre-back that, that was, in West Brom. I didn't realise he was there until very, was late in, yeah, until very late in the season. Yeah. It caught me by surprise. Yeah, and James Vaughan. Mm, he, was, he was at Portsmouth, wasn't yeah, he? completely I forgot half these mm. players were there. Uh, Swansea, we've already mentioned. For Boney, uh, Marcus Olsen. Marcus Olsen? Martin Olsen. I'm getting my Olsons mixed up. Um, and Narsing, they've all gone. That's just mm. cutting the wages into it. Yeah. Um, West Brom. Have finally parted ways with James Morrison. It's devastating. Yeah, when a, I know. I got some kind of he's partnership not, like that breaks up. Yeah. He's another player. I forgot was there. To be honest, <laughs> uh, Gareth Barry. Um, not too surprising. He's thirty. Yeah, must be <laughs> grabbing his pension soon. Yeah, uh, and uh, Hill, who he's been there for quite a long time as well. I think he? he got released last summer and then resigned. So oh, did he? It might happen again for him. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Fulham, obviously new boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I thought their release list was going to be absolutely massive, but the only really noticeable ones is Ryan Barbel mm-hmm. and Lazar Markovic. Barbel is—he wasn't going to stay, was he? No, I think he's, he's gone back to Turkey now. He's been yeah, he's been literally moved back to Turkey. Yeah, um, but he was their best player last season. <laughs> Which didn't say much. there for like six months. He was he was out. He was quality. Yeah, yeah. He was probably their best player. Uh, as we say, we weren't expecting him to stay. Markovic mm-hmm. didn't they pay quite a lot of money for him? Um, I don't know. They might have been one of them transfers that Liverpool wanted to get yeah. rid. Because you'd have thought he'd be quite good at this level, but I imagine his wages would have been absolutely massive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Charlie Adam gone from Stoke. Probably go back up to Scotland. Forgot he was at Stoke. <laughs> this list of there, there are some massive names on this list. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at QPR. I'm thinking, well, who's that leave QPR? You left, you know, Jake Bibble's gone. Who's a very good, yeah. very good fullback at this level. Alex Baptiste, who's experienced. I know he's, he's been out on loan as well, but you know, yeah, for a team of young and inexperienced as QPR has maybe been quite useful. And then going to Joel Lynch as well, who's again quite a good defender at this level. Yeah. They've got rid of some... I, I, I thought Bidwell was quite highly rated it. Maybe not by QPR fans, because QPR yeah. fans hated him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, by the staff, mm. I thought he was quite highly rated. Um, yeah, they're the main ones that have caught our eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, um, Brentford's as well. Brentford's talent on that list is is, is quality. Obviously, I'm quite surprised Oda Barshu left. He'd be quite good, especially as a backup. I know he had a 
quite a severe injury that he was coming back from, but he still made over 30 appearances last season. Yeah. And um, yeah, and Barbe as well, he would be a very good signing for any team in the Championship. Yeah. Lewis McLeod and McEachern as well. I've seen a lot of Brentford fans not necessarily surprised by them. They're expecting McEachern to well, go down to League One, which is yeah. quite a fall from grace. They, Lewis both, McLeod be the same as well. They both struggle with injuries, mm-hmm. haven't they? But I, those two could be very good players they could in be League quite, One. They could be very, very good in League One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I think that's just about everything then. It's been great. Yeah, it's been great. It's been an experience. So, well, if you want to keep up with us, please mm-hmm. subscribe. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at the Second Tier Pod. Second Tier Pod? Second Tier Pod. Second Tier Pod. Uh, you can follow us on there. Um, and, yeah, we'll uh, keep you updated. We'll uh, try and release as many episodes as possible uh, before the start of the season. We've got a lot planned. We need a football fix before football starts again. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean... <laughs> pre-season friendly start next month don't they can't so. wait <laughs> <laughs> great well I've been Ryan Dilks I'm Justin and we'll see you next time that was a weird finish yeah <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> can you cut that bit out when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.